Hi, Mystery Knox listeners. Welcome back. Today, Mary and I are doing something a little bit different. We're giving you an update on a previous case we covered back in season one, the Dyatlov Pass incident. New information has come out and we will always update you on cases we've covered. Now, we highly recommend you go and listen to that episode if you haven't already. It's a really interesting case and we cover a ton of detail in it. For those that don't remember, Igor Dyatlov, in which the pass was named after, and eight other fellow students embarked on a trek that would take them to the peak of Orotorten, located in northern Ural Mountains of Soviet Russia in January 1959. They were all highly experienced hikers and most were students from the Ural Polytechnical Institute. Having failed a check-in on February 20th, a search party was put together to try and find Dyatlov and the rest of his hiking group, and what they found was gruesome. Some of the bodies had massive injuries, burns, bruising, even someone's tongue and eyes were missing. They didn't know how or why they died, so an investigation followed that uncovered all sorts of weird evidence and, we think, a cover-up of what really happened. Theories ranged from an avalanche to aliens to a government conspiracy. Just to reiterate what we previously said, you can check out the Dyatlov episode from September, Season 1, Episode 4. For decades, the case was never really solved. That is, until now, apparently. According to the new evidence, a source from Smithsonian Magazine states, quote, New research published in the journal Communications, Earth, and Environment points towards a more sensible explanation. Drawing on advanced computer modeling to posit that an unusually timed avalanche sealed the hiker's fate, end quote. Johann Gamm, head of the Snow and Avalanche Simulation Laboratory at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology, said that they haven't totally solved the case, as no one has lived to tell the tale. Quote, but we show the plausibility of the avalanche hypothesis for the first time. End quote. They actually got the idea for the experiment from the movie Frozen, which I thought was funny. I have children, so I have seen that movie hundreds of times. Have you seen it, Mary? I don't have children, and I've seen that movie. You have seen it. Okay, I wasn't sure. Did you like? Did you like it? <laughs> it's not a bad movie. No. But it's like I could do without. Well, yeah. But <laughs> no, it was for what bad. it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. According to SmithsonianMag.com, quote, the researchers unraveled the final piece of the puzzle, the hiker's unexplained injuries, with the help of a surprising source, Disney's 2013 film Frozen. According to National Geographic, Gom was so impressed by the movie's depiction of snow that he asked its creators to share their animation code with him. This simulation tool, coupled with data from cadaver tests conducted by General Motors in the 1970s to determine what happened to the human body when struck at different speeds, enabled the pair to show that heavy blocks of solid snow could have landed on the hikers as they slept, crushing their bones and causing injuries not typically associated with avalanches. If this was the case, the pair posits, those who had sustained less serious blows likely dragged their injured companions out of the tent in hopes of saving their lives. End quote. However, not everyone agrees. A geohazards expert from Durham University stated that the blocks would have had to have been traveling at a very high speed and be excessively stiff to inflict those injuries. Also, it doesn't explain why they ran out of the tent with their clothes off, which is basically a death sentence. The geohazard expert, Jim, states, quote, If you're in that type of harsh environment, it's suicide to leave shelter without your clothes on. For people to do that, they must have been terrified by something. 
I assume that one of the most likely things is that one of them went crazy for some reason. I can't understand why else they would have behaved in that way unless they were trying to flee from someone who's been tracking them. End quote. More recently, this story has made headlines again. There was a group of tourists that, in learning of the Dyatlov Pass and the mysterious circumstances surrounding it, set out to see the site for themselves and to pay tribute to the nine people who died there. Quote, they were supposed to return from their outing on February 10th, but failed to check in. They have not returned yet, and there is no contact with them. A local source told the Russian media on the way they were due to return. End quote. What made this a reason for panic was the fact that the group wasn't officially registered. There were three other groups that were registered that day to travel to the Dyatlov Pass area, but the group that mainly consisted of tourists from Moscow was left unaccounted for. Quote, if the group is not registered, then there have been no reports of missing people. End quote. Fortunately for everyone, and after a day of the first reports, the group was later tracked down and returned safely. Quote, reportedly, they had encountered difficulties due largely to severe weather that delayed their check-in and set off the panic. End quote. Here are my thoughts on this, okay? I don't think it was an avalanche. Reason being, it doesn't explain a lot of their injuries. And there was also other evidence that was found that we talk about in the Dyatlov episode that the avalanche theory does not explain, such as radiation was found, tops of the trees were burned, um, a lot of the bodies were burned, like hair and someone's foot. Um, what else? Oh, uh, someone had bitten skin off of his knuckles, um, all their shoes were off, and another thing is three of the bodies had internal injuries, but they didn't have any soft tissue damage. And we talked about that in the episode, what would cause that which would be a shockwave. So for me, it just doesn't add up to just an avalanche. No. How do you feel? No, I don't I don't think it was I mean it could be like a contributing factor the the avalanche theory, but I think there's something more just because of all the other evidence that was brought into it. I, that doesn't like change my opinion on the matter of what had killed them. Yeah, just I because. agree. I was like, they, they can say avalanche all they want, but let's face it, there's there's a little bit more than that just because of evidence. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we, we talked about this extensively in the episode, but just to refresh people's memories, because um, it has been a while, what we thought had originally happened, and I still feel that way, is that there was some sort of, um, like, maybe government experiment or something because mm-hmm. of the shockwave evidence Yeah, that, you know, the government or something was doing an experiment and they just happened to be in the area and obviously they were collateral damage and then like there was a cover-up and we go into why we think that in the episode which we're not going to do here it's just an update but i still feel that way and not to sound as i sound but i kind (laughs) of thought with this new findings they would be like a little bit more Mm -hmm, and then when they said that those uh, hikers that that tour group had gotten lost i i kind of <laughs> was like yes something else is going on up there but they found them so i was kind of bummed but <laughs> I, yeah it sounds bad but i felt the same way like when i first heard about it i didn't hear the the rest of it that they had been mm-hmm. found i thought that they were still lost until we started researching yeah because i told update. you like oh hikers went missing and you're like what yeah. And then by the time I tell you that they've actually been rescued, there was there was a change in your voice of, of oh. I know. 
they they were found. <laughs> oh, and I don't want people to like. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't take horrible. it the wrong way. It's just yeah. Don't take it the wrong way. Like the theory of what could happen or yes. something, and them being found is just like, ugh. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not that theory. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that they were found, and I'm glad that they're okay. It's mm-hmm. just that for a second, I, you know, it kind of backed our theory of some crazy, you like know, military stuff. However, shady stuff going on there. Yeah. However, it is kind of suspicious. Um, it is kind of weird that this tour group that goes and, you know, to this area, they, they weren't registered. That I, is weird. I find that to be weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I do too. Why wouldn't you? Go- I mean, in knowing what happened in this area, I mean, a theory and possibility and you don't register, you don't check in, you don't. And that's why they went in the first place. They knew the story and they went to go, what, like, pay, pay the respects, respects or something? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know exactly what happened. You know what could happen. And yeah, you don't register. That's weird. And yeah. then they said it was just due to weather and then they turned up the next day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the media was quick to get on that. Oh, people went missing. Oh, just kidding. Oh, yeah, they're, they they're found, I guess. They're, they're okay. It's like, I don't know. They were never registered. Is it the same people that left and they came back? I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I don't buy the whole avalanche theory. I think it's possible that there was an avalanche, you know, which maybe had started the whole thing. But I think there was definitely something more. It wasn't just an avalanche. Mm-hmm. Or maybe an avalanche happened, like, after everything else happened. Yeah, after the as shock like a cover-up sort of thing. Yeah, Like, exactly. this shit goes down, and then to cover our tracks, let's let's do something like an avalanche. Yeah, exactly. That's my theory. You seem to agree. What are your guys' thoughts? You know, what do you think happened? If you've heard the episode, let us know. If you haven't heard the episode, go back, listen to the episode, and then let us know. Or just do your own research and see what you come up with, too. Because that's, that too. you know, it's actually, I think, when you do that, you're more in tune to see what's happening. And you're not just listening to us. For sure. All right, well, that's it for this episode. We'll see you next week where we discuss the mysterious case of the Mary Celeste. Ooh, that's going to be a good one. All right, Mystery Knox listeners, that's it for our case today. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we love to hear your ideas and or theories on this case, so let us know on our Instagram and Facebook at Mystery Knox Podcast, on Twitter at Mystery Knox Pod, or send us a voice message on anchor.fm slash Mystery Knox Podcast. A list of our sources can be found on our blog at mysteryknoxpodcast.wordpress.com. Your support is always appreciated, so if you enjoyed what you've heard, please let us know by giving us a rating on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We'll see you on our next episode, and remember, stay weird, stay curious. And I hear Tom's. <laughs> Do you hear her? Yeah. Or I did, oh, yeah. Okay. Tom's! Be quiet! <laughs> I'm trying to record in the closet here.